As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. On today's episode of Android's Dungeon, I'm back, baby. I know you missed me. Hillside. It's come and gone. One of us was there. And some games. There's some game chat coming up. Stay tuned. Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting out of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus, Milky Way Galaxy, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I am Jack. And I'm Joel. And this is Android's Dungeon, a show about uh, many things, occasionally <laughs> games. <laughs> Just the two of us as it should be. <laughs> Just the two of us. <laughs> Just the two of us. Check where you've been. We can make it if we try. Well, it's only gone one week, I, I guess. I don't think... But... Uh, you went away the weekend before and last weekend, so I don't think I've actually seen you in the flesh since last time we did the show. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit because we we talk fairly often, at least online. But yeah, it, summer is just a very difficult time to get anything done. And I think, even, I, ca- I, think I caught a glimpse glimpse of you leaving your house once. Actually, that sounds <laughs> I about just, right. I was just standing in the bushes. <laughs> Well, it's usually me doing that. I'm just imagining me, you know, like the famous Bigfoot picture, but just from a distance, I'm just, for some reason, I've got this weird gait as it goes yeah. through the No, yeah, I'm thinking of maybe like the movie Science where they see the alien on the TV for the moment. Ah, it's behind! <laughs> weird enough to... <laughs> like the footage from Mexico City is all blurry. Is that where it's from? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Signs is underrated. I think it, it, it's, it's a combination of movies becoming so bad now and the rest of his repertoire being so bad that you're like, you know what? Signs wasn't that bad. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was spooky. There were legit spooks in that. Speaking of scary movies, um, I have a confession to make. Yep. Uh, you said uh, not till the fall, but I watched The Thing last night. Oh, <laughs> why, Joel? I was telling you I wanted a review. And yeah, then... no, I'll watch it again. <laughs> ah, well, I guess by the fall or maybe the winter yeah, at this point. Yeah, it'll be so. forgotten. Yeah, the thing, the reason I brought it up was because the Red Letter guys, who I'm quite fond of, they just did a review of it. And I'm watching the clips of the movie, and I realized, yeah, this is a great movie. It's yeah. like, I haven't seen it since I was in Korea, because the one guy I was there with was, like, a giant The Thing fan, and we watched yeah. it for Halloween, and it was just perfect. It's like a real-life dark moon. Yeah, well, it's almost like, <laughs> who is it? It's inspired. By, yeah, it's great. Like, quarantine them. And it's, yeah. And it, it's just, it's... They might as well be rolling dice. <laughs> They sort of are, eh? you know, you're rolling, the throwing dynamite, <laughs> throwing dynamite, and spoiler alert, you're you're fighting a, a shape shifting monster that could be anyone, and it, it's just as far as movies go, I think thing the thing should be taught in film school as how to make a good horror film or how to make a good movie because you can just look at it, you can break it yeah. down scene by scene, and it's just technically. Uh, just a great movie. I really enjoyed the the whole bunch of just kind of sort of ominous uh, seeming 
moments that just faded to black you never you never actually saw anything happen it was just kind of hinted that some something's not right here yeah and that's it it, it kind of it it's the the carpenter perfectly captures the the paranoia and yep. the, the 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 insinuation of something bad happening and you can never trust anyone entirely and it's it's rational for you not to trust everyone yeah. perfectly but another thing that was great about it was uh instead of never showing the monster which is a great thing yeah. in a lot of movies this one did an amazing job of always showing the monster yeah because it could be anything uh-huh. and it was so disgusting that, exactly so it as opposed to so let, let's take uh, a quiet place which i've taken a dump on for showing the monster pretty early and kind of ruining suspense the problem with that is that you know what the monster looks like every time so all you in the back, back of your head it's like oh yeah it's that weird thing that there that he showed is. us there he is whereas with the thing like you're saying, it's so grotesque and it's always changing, which is horrific and uh, amalgamating things around yeah. it and doing crazy things. <laughs> it takes on the body parts of whatever it eats. Oh, it's, it's, it's cool. just, this is awful. What's her sick mind? Yeah. Mm. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to meet that guy. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, um, it, it's a great flick. And if anyone hasn't seen it, do yourself a favor. Although, it, honestly, for a movie made in 82, I think, same year as Blade yeah. Runner, which was brought up. Same, I think it released same Old week Kurt as Blade Russell. Runner. Kurt Russell looks incredible. So. Probably before Escape from L.A. and all those. No, after. Oh, is it? Yeah, Escape from L.A. is like 79. So huh. Let's get and this guy. Or 80. See, this is what we missed last week. You should have seen. Oh no! Me I didn't get a chance bring to bring up to the it list. Yet. Yeah, I've deliberately not put it online. Yet, <laughs> oh no! It's embarrassing. No, Joel. <laughs> me trying to put up the list from the Dice Tower Awards and me listing off these games and, and just everyone Stephen just nodding, scratching their head. Wait, who's in the studio? By the way, you should have seen me try to try to describe Zombicide to these guys because I was trying to give a, a good review of Zombicide. Yeah, yeah, it was an RPG simulator, you, you know, uh. and then. Uh, and I might as well have been explaining the defense of Stalingrad to some 14-year-old Bieber fans or something. It was just so horrible. Well, easy now. You could just talk about Enemy at the Gates and anyone would be excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate, but I'm sure... Just uh, Jude Law. Well, yeah, Rafe, uh, Joseph Fiennes, and of course, yep. uh, an oddly cast, but I, I really liked him. Uh, Ed, Ed, uh, oh, he was amazing. Ed Harris it's as so the colonel quiet. or the lieutenant. Well, I think he was the colonel. Whatever. The enemy sniper. But he's he great. had a, I don't think he had a British or a German accent. I think he just had a U.S. accent. I don't think he didn't even spoke. Try. <laughs> yeah, just very soft spoken. Yeah. And oh, he did interview the little boy. Yeah, and when and after he finds out the kid's spying, and he he's like, I'm very, I respect what you've done, but there are consequences. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> he's a tough guy yeah. <laughs> I guess as tough as you can get for you know hanging a child <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spoiler it's gotta be done Jack hey he put him in that position I'm this sorry western no these eastern western scum no western wait scum. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. side is he on <laughs> eastern scum you gotta be taught a lesson that's right so he's <laughs> dealing with the Russians yeah uh, he's working for the Germans yeah that's right and he got chocolate I remember always, whenever I see that movie it's like oh he gives him a nice thing of chocolate that the Germans did just about as well in the world cup as they did in Stalingrad oh <laughs> and it lasted a little bit longer in Stalingrad oh <laughs> is that an original yeah that's that's me that's good I like that you were <laughs> you were saying how the uh, the According to a random post on the internet, that some of these big banks or these these hedge funds ran simulations and yeah, I think what they're talking about is that they have these bots that they use for their financial predictions. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, they're real things. I don't know if they did it for the World Cup, but I yeah. couldn't find any news on that. But uh, <clears throat> man, were they wrong? I think they had one of them had Spain, one of them had Germany. 
And the the odds, like, was it every time? Or, like, they ran a thousand times or ten thousand times 10, in Germany. Every one million, yeah, something absurd, which seems odd to me. You think statistically, like, not they, every time, but when, that oh, okay. was their. Oh, that was the prime oh, high probability. And of course, they're wrong. 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 Of course, uh, Germany was ranked number one going in. So. I, again, I know nothing about soccer. I don't know whether this is something that just because, like, was it their pool? Did they play poorly? Did they end up with a team that was just on fire that day or, or what? But I don't know. We'll just say that all the other teams were better. <laughs> That's, well, there you, well, most of them, I guess. Joel, what have you been playing recently? Um, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, <laughs> one week. Uh, you look at my shirt? Yeah. Yeah. You asked girls. It was a gift. I didn't go out and buy their t-shirt after the show. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> it was funky, man. It was cool. I was with it. One credit card receipt for U.S. girls. Yeah. So I haven't been playing any games because I went to, uh, to Hillside. No, I mean, I only went one day. I've been playing some morals, actually. I stole morals from you. I noticed, I saw a post, uh, when I was in, uh, the Sioux and, yeah. uh, He's got my games. Just r- furiously writing down people to kill, putting Joel at the top. <laughs> yeah, scratching out everybody above him. <laughs> <laughs> Many have already fallen. No. Yeah. No, uh, I, I... What did you think of Morals? I was a little confused by your review, and but it sounded intriguing enough, and especially as a two-player game, mm-hmm. that it, I was worth willing to give it a try. When I saw it was 15 minutes... It's very short. Why not give it a try? I think 15 so. might even be on the far side once you really get cr- uh, moving with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, once you know what you're doing. Now, I had to convince Sam to try it out. She wanted to do Keeper, which we borrowed as well, but... Oh, you made a better choice. And you made a like, better choice. Mm, you know what? We're going to get somebody to teach us this. And we put it away, and we got out morals, and yeah, great choice. Just a lot of fun. I really like that there's sort of three roads, but you don't really have time to take any of them. You've yeah. got your basket road where, yeah. okay, I'm going to get these massive hands with really good payoffs. You've got your kind of um, keep things tight and, and get some sticks so that you're ready for the moons to come up because uh-huh. the moons are quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got obviously your straight up just trying to collect a lot of one type or maybe grabbing everything. But mm-hmm. the second game, actually, no baskets came up for half the game and we were just choked for. I was going to say, that'd be painful, system. wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. So we were just, you know, doing three or whatever we could get. Yeah. It's uh before we go any further, Morals is this game. I've talked about it a little bit, or we've talked about it a little bit on the show, and it's a it's a two player card game, and it's not it's basically a set collection game where you are emulating the collection of mushrooms, and I'm going to assume it's England. It looks very English, the English countryside of some sort. <laughs> yeah, it and does, yeah. They have the English. Uh, what is it? The lawyers. Lawyers wig. They're tripping along the. Uh, yeah, that's right. That. And the art's so charming too, and it's yeah. to me it's a super cozy fall game because the aesthetics to me just kind of. Um, remind me of like a, especially with cider and the idea of like cooking something up at night in the woods and butter and the butter, but you're walking through your, your, so the game is laid out in a very typical sort of card fashion where you've got this market row of sorts of, I know it's a nasty, nasty phrase, but don't worry. You've got eight cards lined up there and you can pick up the first two for free. And then anyone past the first two, you have to use sticks, which uh, is, uh, uh, simulating the whole like rooting around in the dirt for yeah. mushrooms or something. It says you sold, you sold the mushrooms that you had for inside knowledge on yes, where to find mushrooms. Exactly, and then the neat part about the game is that anything that's not picked up in the first two rows, 
um, I think at one at a time or two at a time, I can't remember, that goes into the decay pile. And the decay pile keeps populating. Uh, and eventually it's going to get to three cards. And at any point on your turn, or four, excuse me, at any point on your turn, you're allowed to take the decay pile. And you have all these cards that have been uh, nobody else wanted, or maybe you're strategically uh, letting things go to the decay. Or there could be something that you really wanted. Exactly. Or things are passed along. And then you can take it as your action, and boom, you've got all these cards in your hand, and Bob's your uncle. There is an issue, though, because every now and then one of these uh, death's cap mushrooms will show up. And putting it in your hand, I think, instantly, if you pick it up, it instantly reduces your hand size. or to 50%, yeah. So it's like really nasty. Eight, it's four. And then it lasts for as long as you've cooked mushrooms. So if it's late in the game, it's yeah. going to last for like four rounds where you've got this tiny hand size. So you got a bunch of baskets, maybe it's mitigated. But. Yeah, I've never picked one up in all the games I've played because it's so nasty yeah. that it's not, it, you, you have to be desperate, desperate to pick it up. Or very last round or something crazy to happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was just a quick overview of it. Yeah, that's a good overview. I think uh, there's some key things. There's there's a <clears throat> there's a day deck and a night deck, and the mm -hmm. night deck you can't access normally. But sometimes moons will show up. Just a card with a moon symbol on it, and if you pick one of those up, and good luck getting it all the way to the end, because basically the, the concept of the game is that you're walking along a path. So mm -hmm. the things that flip over at the beginning of the market row are far away from yeah. the path and the only way to get to those is with sticks so mm -hmm. if you don't have sticks um good luck to you because you're only going to get stuff on the ground mm -hmm. and when a moon flips anybody with a stick is going to grab it right away unless there's some other situation because what it is is, is anything in the moon deck is the same as the day deck but double mm -hmm. you get two of something which is huge and all things so on your turn i think it's either or you have to cash them in or take something or do you do both yeah, one or the other. One or the other. So basically, you, you want to get as many of a set as you can uh, when you cash them in because they're worth uh, more points based on the amount. And like Joel was saying, with the night deck, they instantly count as extras. So you've, you've instantly got two of something, especially when it gets to the super valuable ones. Now, there's no, I think, moral night deck. Mushroom. No, and I was going to ask you about that because I wanted to know what you thought of morals as a, as a going for morals because... The thing is, only one of the three games, I wasn't paying attention to what Sam picked up, and she managed to get the three morals. Oof. But there's only three morals. And mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, because we haven't explained it yet, uh, you need at least three mushrooms in order to cook them. Mm -hmm. Which means cash them in for points. Otherwise, you yeah. just turn them in for sticks. Exactly. And a pan. You can have the pan in your hand, or you can have already played the pan down, which seems like an odd play just yeah. to play a pan. But in the end, your if your hand limit is getting real choked up, Sometimes you end up needing to do it. Exactly. So there are a couple of things kind of going around in the game, and it, there's more to it than meets the eye, but it's all so fast. And as soon as you and your, your friend know what you're doing, then the game just, it, there's this, I find the most frustrating part about the game is actually just staying on top because it turns so fast. So half the time, I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to refill this. Oh, I forgot to do this. Yeah. It, and the then all of a sudden you realize the game is going to end in three rounds and yeah. you haven't cooked any of your stuff. And, and then you're sort of, oh, just get I need, this stuff I need down. to put a pan down. Yeah, oh, exactly. I got some butter. Oh, there's some cider there that I could cook and make it even better, but am I going to have time? So there's actually some interesting choices. Yeah. And, and are they going to grab from the decay and make yeah. it go slowly or are they going to grab from the middle just to rush through the. Mm hmm. What's left? I have a question for you, though. Sure. It's a metagame question. I'll uh, do my best. From a magic background, you would think the like, question was obvious. But from other backgrounds, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But it's the question of when a card is laid, is it public knowledge? If the rules in the game don't indicate. 
Because what ended up happening was this is I won game case. one and Sam won game two. And then in game three, yeah. I was in a situation where I could end the game with uh-huh. the points that we were at. Or I could play for nine, uh-huh. giving Sam an opportunity to play for points as well. Uh-huh. Pretty sure that she was going to play for points, but I didn't know how many. So the question was, was I ahead or was I behind? So I took a look at what she had played and found out that I was behind, yeah. played for nine and won the game. Yeah. She was not happy about that. <laughs> I would assume, I would never assume any of the information was private in, yeah. in that case. Uh, if it was, then I, if the ga- I think the quick answer is if it was, then you just, there's no way to, to either, you'd either cash them in face down and then yeah. you don't know what's going on and you're assuming like your partner either has a great memory if you have to show them, okay, this is what I got. Somebody looks over quickly and says, okay, that, fine, I agree you're not hustling me. Or it's like, I trust you that you're not. Yeah, and in a game like uh, Scyther Gloomhaven where the developers are really involved, that would be a great question to ask them, right? What mm-hmm. do you think of this? What was your intention? Well, who knows? We could just email Mr. Morals yeah. and uh, ask him. Give it a can... try. So I, I would assume just Spiegel. out of hand, though, that it's uh, it's public knowledge at all times. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and that's <clears> the same <throat> thing with Magic, right? Like if somebody's played a card and you want to know what it does and how to mitigate it, oh, you, you have the opportunity no, to you pick can't it look. up. can't look. Yeah. I already played that. Been played. <laughs> Put it on the stack. Yeah, anyway. Uh, great, great time, though. We both had a really good I'm time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. it makes playing the game, and we got really excited about the sets. And I, I do think that morals are a trap. I don't think you should ever go for morals, but you do need to hate buy one of them. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that, depending on... You, you can't ignore it, let's just say that. Yeah. So if you, you're sneaky and you've managed to hold on to one throughout the... Like, I get the trap argument entirely. Because especially if it shows up early and you're kind of sitting on it or maybe the turns just go not your way and you don't have the opportunity because yeah. you, maybe you hit your hand size and now you're just stuck and you're like, oh, what am I doing? It could also come up first yep. uh, three times for an opponent and they could have the sticks. And that's what I'm case, saying. So in that stuck. case, you're screwed. And But in general, I think aiming for morals is a, yeah. a very poor plan unless you're... You... I think the, the pro strat, two people... They just both let one of them decay. And then they say, okay, we don't have to worry about morals anymore. <laughs> okay, you let it decay first. Yeah. <laughs> don't pick that up. <laughs> or you slide a death set into it and go, uh, uh. What was it? The, uh, I forget what it's called. Angel. Destroying Angel. Destroying Angel. And it's a yeah. poisonous mushroom that's so painful. It even has a little blurb in the you book. You have a yeah. terrible experience. And you have a worse experience the longer. Yeah, the I really liked the rules and the, how descriptive they were. Yeah. Yeah, it, cool. Just a little attention to details in some rule books. That's uh, nice to see as well. Little suggestions too at the end for balancing yeah. if you really feel like it. And there's different layouts too. So you can set it up differently. I, I, I don't know if that changes the game necessarily or if it's just like an aesthetic thing. But either way. Yeah, morals. Uh, I agree with Jack's too. review. I've played it three times and I would play it many more. Excellent. Good to hear. I'll give it... Uh, yeah, how many... Uh, Destroying angels out of twenty. Six out of six out of seven chantiers. <laughs> Half these things I've never even heard Some of. Some of the better mushrooms around. Is that? Do you know that? Or chantil? Chantil. I think it's chantil. And there's and something lace and pig's ear and mm. uh, pig's ear is good for sticks. I remember that. And I like the the yeah, because different ones give you different amounts of sticks. I think too. Or yeah, there's kind of a balance. Like you'll get X amount of points or X amount of sticks. Yeah, I think there it pig's is. Pig's ear is like a one-two, so it's more sticks than points. 
And I like the one with the bear that's eating it. The honey nearby <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh, it looks so tasty. Yeah. Who doesn't see a bear eating honey and think, mm. Good for cider, right? Like a little honey, honey in your cider, honey mushrooms. I'll take your word for it. Both these things sound horrible to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been playing lately, Jack? It was, uh, it was an unusual weekend. So I was in Sault Ste. Marie visiting friends. And we, uh, my, my friend up there uh is he likes playing games but he he's very he doesn't have many but he likes being introduced to certain games and i introduced him to cyclades probably two or three years ago nice and he loved it and he went out and bought all the bought everything from it and it's one of his it's one of his favorite games too and uh he doesn't get to play very often because i know he has a very broad gaming group and he's had some Let's say negative experiences with uh, <laughs> playing it with uh, his wife's extended family as well, because okay. people think take things very personally. And uh, my favorite story is that he would say that his his wife's father, his father in law, uh, would only go after him because if he oh. went after his wife, <laughs> she would get angry at yeah, him. And if he, he won't go after his daughter, <laughs> we've been there. And so he just ends up with this, like basically, sort of, which is for anyone who knows Cyclades, is that you can't just ignore <laughs> two other players in the game. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a good time. So, anyway, so we got to, long story short, play a couple of games while we were there. And uh, the first one was X Wing. And uh, I played it once before with him. That's the only other time. And it's it's a game that you could see how people start to drop lots of money on uh, when you think about it, and it's got a neat design. Have you ever played it? Is the collectible game right? Yeah, so it's a collectible miniatures game that kind of when you buy the ships and those are very expensive, and you and it comes with stands and little, uh, and then it comes with pilots and different stuff. You get those sticks with the range and everything. Exactly. So yeah. X Wing is kind of interesting in that, and this is coming from somebody who knows nothing about the tabletop war game, like sort of Warhammer esque things, where I have no idea how any of that stuff works. And this is a very broad comparison, but it's a totally alien world to me. And you place these ships on two D space. And you move them, so you on your dial, every, every ship comes with a little dial, and you spin it to tell it what sort of move you're making. And there's, you can go straight, you can do a gentle bank, you can do a hard bank, and you can, depending on the ships, do other custom maneuvers, like you can do, a, um, you can go forward and then loop back. So it's like you're doing a barrel, not a barrel roll, but a loop-de-loop or something along those lines, either way. And your whole thing is that you have to get in the range to attack players and different pilots and different ships have different strength and uh, evasion and shields and hull. And when you want to get into make a move, you put on your dial and everyone kind of reveals them and you do your things in a certain order. And in order to do this, you ask, there are these little cardboard pieces that represent the... Um, they got the stats. The stats, essentially. So it's like if you've chosen a three gentle bank to the left, you take the corresponding piece of cardboard and you put it in the slot on the bottom of your ship's plastic base <clears throat> and then you just kind of like uh, you slide the ship acro- over the uh, yeah, the it cardboard tells you exactly where to go it tells you exactly where to go and you make your favorite ship so- noise so you go like <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> you got to do it or else it's not fun yeah. and the same thing for um, attacking so um, I don't know if it changes in future sets or anything else, but there's this stick that goes from one to three, representing this. I think the same amount of range that the movement is. And if you want to attack another player, you put the stick down, and if they're in range, so the stick is touching their ship, uh, then you can fire. If you're firing from three distance, 
they get a bonus to evasion. Two distance, no one gets anything. And one distance, you're you're on their tail, so you get a bonus attack dice to that yep. stuff. So you just keep doing that. And it, it at the end of the day, it's dice checking, but there is a neat sort of placement aspect to it that I find intriguing. But I, it's one of these games that I look at and I just feel real anxious instantly because yeah. it's so... There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And the movement is so interesting because you're, there, there's a subset of games called programming games. Something like Space Alert or Magic Maze or... Um, I'm going to flub another one. But it's basically where you're inputting actions. Like Robo Rally is infamous for this. It's not a good game. But you, you put it in... And you pray to God that your actions <laughs> make sense after, because everything else resolves around it. So you're anticipating, yeah. and it kind of it simulates the dogfight kind of nicely like that. Because I'm anticipating, oh, what's Joel going to do? I, I've got him in my sights, but is he going to do a loop-de-loop? Or is he going to do a hard bank in the other direction? Which direction is he going to go for? What about his other ships? So you're trying to yeah. kind of hedge your bets. So it's kind things. of a simulation of a space dogfight. Exactly. Which is pretty cool. Which is pretty neat, but it's... Just um, in the concept alone. Yeah, exactly. So it's like on on the surface itself, the game is really just creative, and I think I've, from my my knowledge, I cannot think of anything remotely like it. If you want to break it down to maybe the most basic of trying to predict your opponents, you could think of uh, Six Nimit. Oh yeah, all right. So you're you're kind of looking at their numbers and uh, saying, oh, okay, what? Because I'm trying to remember. You don't want to hit certain number, or you don't want to be the the highest number. You don't want to be the fifth card in a row. The fifth card in a row. Otherwise, you collect the whole row. That's it. Yeah. So it's another type of anticipating opponents' moves. Yeah, to and then a different take, extent, I guess. Take, take the prediction aspect <clears throat> of six limit and then expand it to. Massive ships with all their own abilities. And yeah. How many ships are you each resolving? Well, at the same and that's time? part of it too. It's like you're you supposed have one to one big ship, or you're sp- there's a point allotment that you're supposed to yeah. use as sort of like so different ships are gonna are worth like fifty points or something, and then there's all the celebrity pilots like oh because he had the Millennium Falcon uh, on his, and I had Princess uh, Zizor from uh, Shadows of the Empire and Boba Fett and. The, the thing is that we were playing a very basic version, and you're supposed to add upgrades and customization of ships. So you have these little cards that are in front of you, and they're providing bonuses and other things. And yes, there's more to There's a lot more to it. And you can, again, you can see how people sink a lot of money into these things because it's like, it's, I'd put it akin to magic in the sense that you want to try to make your fleet good, and you want to try to have this deck that synergizes nicely. So maybe you have a whole bunch of X-Wings that are really good at... I don't know, like uh, getting in quickly, shooting, and then flying away or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like constructed magic. You can probably build a strategy, right? You exactly. You can be very quick hit and run. You can be uh, the massive force where everything's got shields up. And, yep. And you might as well just, just tanking hits. Just and try and come and range at me. Just yeah. try. <laughs> it's, a, it's a neat game. And I think right now that they're releasing the second edition or maybe third edition. It's the new edition of X-Wing, let's just say that, is coming out shortly if it hasn't already come out. So there was a period there where you could, and I'm, I'm sure you still can, a lot of people were offloading their previous gen X-Wing miniatures and sets, which have probably, they've sunk hundreds of dollars into. So oh, yeah. if you're interested in getting into it, now's the time to pick up the, <laughs> the older stuff. I managed to buy a bunch of... Um, uh, Legend of the Five Rings cards off of a guy who just wanted to buy a certain figurine and needed some cash. <laughs> figurine? Yeah, yeah, an X-Wing. Oh, okay. I was, I was trying to think, like, yeah. what, is this, like, an anime figure or, like, a, a Gundam or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but speaking of Star Wars, uh, this is another thing that I brought up last week that just completely went over uh, 
Stefan Mark's head was uh-huh. uh, the Dice Tower Awards mm-hmm. and that the uh, Star Wars Rebellion expansion won expansion of the year. Very interesting. Is that the second expansion? I don't know. That's what I was wondering myself because I look at the artwork and I see like Last Jedi or Force Awakens stuff on there. And it's like, I don't remember that being... And the and the other ones, unless they rebranded it to include it, or it's kind of it's like. And I thought the expansion came out like last is year the last already. Jedi or Rebellion again? I guess it is. They've because they blew up the Senate, so obviously they're the Senate now. No, I I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> the, I don't acknowledge anything. It's that whole thing gets bypassed. I mean, the this the prequels did their best to create a political empire or a political environment, but this one is just like eh. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of dice We're allies in the far reaches of the empire. Uh, you're getting me worked <laughs> up. Galaxy. Getting get, get me angry about Star Wars. It's, it's too early in the day. <laughs> Gorg X coming back. Gorg X. Uh, makes me angry. Smash. Smash Ryan Johnson. Oh, smash J.J. Abrams. That's smash Kathleen Kennedy. That's copyrighted. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't smash things. I mean, um, <laughs> hit heavily Gorg with my X. fists. Crush. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Not clobbering either. That's the thing. No clobbering. It's not clobbering time. It is never clobbering. I don't know. The thing, I guess. Speaking, going back to the thing. Oh, references oh. nested. But I'm ready to watch Death Proof. Actually, my intention was to watch Death Proof, and it wasn't on Video Cluster, which is crazy. No. I thought everything was up on Oh, it. this is your uh, yep. service. Library. <laughs> Uh-huh. Don't, so the, don't, don't the, Google it. The last thing I want to uh, talk about is, because uh, we, we also played Carcassonne, and um, it was it went pretty w- quickly because, again, this is the, the only tip, or the only thing I'll say about Carcassonne, again, is that when you're if you're ever playing the game, do this little variant where as soon as you put a tile down, draw another from the bag immediately so you can look at a tile and know mm-hmm. exactly what you're going to do in your turn, assuming somebody doesn't do something crazy. Because why not? It speeds up the game like nobody's business, and it it it, get, it just adds this nice flow to it because Carcassonne can take way too long sometimes. And, and it's you played all... with a couple expansions, right? Yeah, we did uh, Traders and Builders, which is essential. Um, Wheel of Fortune, but we didn't use the big Wheel of Fortune thing, so it was just extra tiles essentially. And Hills and Sheep, and Hills and Sheep makes the game go even faster because you're you're essentially burying a tile every time one mm. comes up. Uh, See, and, and the reason I know that you played is because you posted on that Guelph Board Gamers group. And if you haven't joined it yet, jump nice. on. Um, it's actually starting to pick up, and I was really excited to see someone other than us starting to post. Which is yeah. You just need to – you see, the thing is that the application I've got on my phone, I'm using the Facebook Lite application. Ooh. Um, Look at this guy. And but I don't know if it works because I've posted stuff on there with with uh, images and I write up something and just post the images. So I have to go in after the fact on my desktop hmm. and type it in manually. And it's like this is very uh, <laughs> inefficient. I've never even heard of Facebook Lite. It, it it was something that I was doing some research on because I I hate Facebook with a burning passion. And I was thinking of like what is the <laughs> what 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 sort of gloves can I wear that <laughs> will keep me as far away from. Because I, I only want to do one thing on Facebook, one yeah. thing, and that's interact with this group. And yeah. it, apparently it doesn't even work that well. So take the, that's my endorsement of this application. doesn't work that well, I guess, from <laughs> all I can see. Well, you better get used to it because I, I, I'm hearing some clamoring for the Friends of the Show group. It's coming. Oh, all right. Cool. Uh, the only way to get to be friends of the show is by being on the show. That's the yep. that's the rule. You can't just be a fan and subscribe and listen to everything and post. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> we don't care. We don't. We're not here for the fame. And we're here for the fame. 
And then last but not least, like I was saying, we, we did get a thing of cyclades in. And my friend, he has this obsession with dumping a lot of modules into the game. And yep. we once played it with every expansion module dumped it and it was it was, and it was chaos it was absolute Ooh. chaos it was i i was extremely frustrated by the experience and this one we were we narrowed it down a little bit more we just had the the god favor tiles which are kind of nice have you played with those no it, it you you have a small stack once they're gone they're gone uh but every round they immediately get um attached to whatever is the last god on the the bidding track so there's almost an incentive at times to go bid for this god you may or not want uh because and also what for the turn do? order, and they just provide bonuses uh, for a specific things. So some of them give you a magic item instantly, and then give you the option to buy something else. They're not game breaking, but they're 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 a nice little. Where do the magic items come from? So the magic items come from the Hades, I believe, oh, expansion, okay. and they're a little weak uh, because they're they're use it this turn or next turn, or, and and then it's gone type deal. Mm. Which is considering how. Some specific. of the monsters are like that too. Exactly. So it's they're very situational, uh, situationally dependent. So if you want this and it's like okay, we'll rearrange the god tiles in your favor. And it's like well, I don't care. I don't. Tell I, me, Jack, have you ever purchased the monster where nothing can move on or off an island? Always. Yeah. Constantly. I've never seen a bot. You, as soon as you start to play the game a bit more, you notice that when the Medusa is up there and you're seeing players um, eyeing you, eyeing you, or eyeing another big move, and it's like, <laughs> but you got to be the top god in that case, right? Or hope that they're not burning it or buying it or they can't afford it. There's, there's a. Well, you got to at least go before Ares then. Yeah, that, well, absolutely, and that's the other thing that was kind of frustrating is that because with the Titans expansion, it comes with titans and you can pay for them them to they can always move so it kind of neuters aries a little bit because can they bring soldiers yeah absolutely Hmm. so it turns them and you can only move three times but three movements is insane in the game anyway but you got to pay more and more and more but uh, the last thing i'll say about this is that it was a fun game we were cruising along and people were at i'd say seven out of eight required things to finish the game for a significant portion i was up i was down i was up again uh, I was never close. Kayla was never close. N- uh, Natasha was sitting around, and I stole stuff from her a bunch of times, and she just couldn't finish it. Justin um, stole stuff from me a bunch of times. Really frustrating. I thought he had it locked down completely. I thought there's no way to stop him. He, uh, I lost stuff. He marched in, took one of my, uh, took buildings. I started to build his second metropolis. And I thought, oh wow, well that was it. Good game, good game. I didn't realize that he had left. In order to do this, he had left one of his metropolises open. A whole metropolis. In, and but he had forgotten that Natasha, his wife, had a titan. And she had saved one dollar yeah. and was able to just walk in and not only steal his metropolis, but take her second one. And yeah. it was just one of these, oh, my God, what an end. Sniped. Just, and it, it wasn't a mean or a, like a kind of like, oh, that sucks kind of ending. It was just like, oh, it was, I felt like that was an epic game that sometimes the issue with Cyclades is that you get this sort of like, well, I didn't know that could happen yeah. feel to the game. And you, I find it, it's one of the worst feelings I have both as a uh, learning a game or knowing a game, when you do something that you understand it can, it, like, you know, you can do this. The other person wasn't aware of it and yeah. it kind of affects how they're doing or vice versa. You're like, well, I can't believe you it. can. Yeah. You f- yeah. Just, it's, it's not as a pleasant experience, but anyway, that's, that's the opposite. It was a, it was a lovely experience. Nice. So, and yeah, so somebody who had a hard time instead of the person that was dominant ended up coming out with the win. Yeah. Now, 
Cichlides is a game where it was like I had never heard of it, and two years ago I asked you what your favorite game was, and you, you told me it was yeah. Cichlides, and we tried it out and loved it. Yeah. Now, do you stand by that statement? I don't think it's my favorite game anymore, but I would almost... I need to start subgrouping things, because mm-hmm. I think it's my favorite... It's probably my favorite War-like. Euro war game yeah. out there. And that's just like in the sense that I can anyone can figure it out. It's not grognardy. It's 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 difficult to teach total new people because of the monsters and how powerful they are and the ca- some things are a little difficult to wrap your head around maybe the first time, but um I still love it. I think it's a cute colorful game that's just very although Kemet is pretty uh oh, <laughs> he's struggling already. See, it's it's tough because uh, it's usually Kemet versus Cyclades, and Kemet I think is the better game overall, but it's hmm. it's less um, less wonky. But they're still lovely. Cyclades has a lot of very successful and well built expansions too, which gives you a variety. Modular. That's all I ask with expansions. Modular. Let me pick and choose which ones work yeah. and or which ones to introduce. Don't make me shove everything into it. But yeah, why don't we take a break? We'll be sure. back in a second.
Welcome back to CFRU 93.3 FM. What you just heard was... That was the U.S. Girls with uh, The Pearly Gates, which is a song about, uh, I think, trying to sleep your way into heaven uh, by taking advantage of St. Peter's lewd nature. As you know, St. Peter's is... <laughs> infamous <a> perp. <laughs> infamous perp. Perp. <laughs> I think the line is, uh, I closed my eyes and I opened my gates and, and St. Peter came in. <laughs> that's subtle <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're talking about do you no yeah i don't get it uh u.s girls was uh the hit of of hillside apparently um i, you, I heard it was the greatest band Vishka, of all time oh boy huge fan of the show Vish. here at station CFRU. manager yeah our station manager the boss the boss man He's a friend of the show. No, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he knows the show exists. I I wish he would. Shout out to Vish for. Yeah. Uh, no, Vish came on after and said it was the best show at Hillside he's ever seen. I don't know how often he said that, but. Well, know, what did they do? Like, Vish from, don't lie. From <laughs> from your perspective, what what would what what do you think qualified them as the best act at Hillside? They broke it down. Like they really, it was really <clears throat> just one of these things where this is a four minute song. You heard. At Hillside, it was almost 20 minutes. Oh! It was hitting up a long intro, going into this song, they're yeah. doing the thing, and then sax solo, some other guy from some other band shows up with a second sax, they go nuts, they're <laughs> dueling sax. Did he just come in off the side or something? Uh, or was it? <laughs> the keyboardist and the two singer girls walk off the stage hand in hand during a drum solo, the drums go nuts nice. for a while. They come back on. They pick it back up. The keyboardist was, was so intense when he came on with his, with his lyrics. He was powerful. Man. Was this this was their finale, right? This was their their closer. It was right in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> what did they finish with? <laughs> Every song was like a solid five ten minutes. I mean, some of them were a little shorter, but they really just and broke the crowd, it down. Uh, it was, was super sexy, yeah. super cool. Uh, it was funky, Jack. It was funky. It was fun. And yeah, I mean, every 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 group kind of seemed to have like a little bit of a gimmick. I think uh, mm, partner was really good. Partner disappeared under the stage somehow. They went and hid under the stage and continued to perform, <laughs> which was a little weird. But uh, they were a lot of fun. They're kind of like a. They're really young. They're probably early, very early 20, 20, 20 22, and they're yeah. uh, like a punk band. Okay. Well, what what type of punk would you say? What are uh, they? Very much like the '90s, like just picking it back up right where some Forty One. Okay, but, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like kind of pop punk stuff. Yeah, pop punk. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, Hillside. At first, I thought this is not for me. Uh, the performances early in the afternoon were kind of lackluster, and I was, it was so hot. I was gonna it say, how bloody hot was it? Hot. Yeah. And I was trying to go swimming. But I was just dipping my legs in because I didn't have a change of clothes. Yeah. We didn't bring a towel or a blanket or anything, so we didn't have anything to chill out. So I left. But I had paid an absorbent amount of money for my one-day ticket because I What's a one-day ticket? Or not 80 bucks? I think Andrea said that, you know, I could have just handed out a few pamphlets for CFRU, and then I could have <laughs> she could have given me a pass. But have, have you heard Andrea, a friend of the show, please. She is a friend of the show. I don't, don't right, want to yeah. have to pay that much next year. Yeah. Um, 
Jack's a huge fan of Hillside, by the way. I've lived in Guelph for a significant portion of my life, and the annual Hillside tradition has just been something that, you know how, you know, like, can you imagine being Dracula, and you're sitting in your castle, <laughs> and you see Van Helsing and his crew riding up, and you're like, here we go again. It's just... I, I think of uh, the Grinch. The Grinch? <laughs> you hear them singing up in the distance, off on their island. <laughs> <laughs> and that day Jack's ears stole all the instruments <laughs> <laughs> carpet bombed Guelph Island it's a cool concept but what I've heard is that I guess Riverside and Way Home these guys have Way Home in, is really they've, eaten it. they've picked up all the big names and I think Hillside has said that they can't compete so they've they've kind of targeted <clears throat> the smaller bands that can yeah. but they'll they'll take whoever they can get and for some reason almost no local bands like uh um, really? What's our boys uh, with Jake and them? Uh, Baby Labor. Baby Labor. Did they apply? Has a new album. Just came out a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it didn't get in. Interesting. Well, maybe they did not. I saw them at Hillside. <laughs> Were they out. just playing? <laughs> they were in the crowd yeah. at US Girls hanging out with me. Oh. <laughs> you were hanging out with the band, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> didn't realize you were Except that Except I cool. didn't get a kin pass. Ugh. A kin pass? Kin. It's like K-I-N, like you're a Related? Friend, friend, of the, friend of the band. Uh. It's like better than a volunteer pass. Ooh, tag. yeah, they, it's shiny and purple. Excuse me, I didn't realize. <laughs> a lot of my friends growing up, they would always volunteer for Hillside, and yeah. it, it seemed like one of these uh, double-edged swords where it's like, wow, you got in for no. To me, it's just like it's just like it's a battle axe. It's not even a double-edged sword. It's just oh, you got in for Hillside for free, but you're working too. So yeah. is that nice? Well, <laughs> two of my people, favorite things. They set up the tent. They put down the tent. And that's, and that's the, it. well, and there's also, like, that apparently when you're in the community area, I guess that's really special, too, because mm-hmm. you're quite the, or community area, I mean the uh, volunteer area, you'd build up a sense of community, or I guess it's quite fun over there, but yeah, sure. rumor has it. Rumor has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that was the that was a bunch of crap about music. U.S. girls now playing the Paris, based on Joel's shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going they, on. They were a lot of fun. Uh, um, but what were we? Uh, what well, were moving we on, on, let's uh, yeah. let's discuss Dice Tower Finals. The Dice Tower Finals, because you mentioned you brought it up last week on the show, and I'll try to give you more than a glazed look. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. A, I mean, you can bring up the list because I, honestly, I don't remember a lot of them. But I know that Gloomhaven won. Gloomhaven. I think the bottom line five, is just like let's just say news. Gloomhaven's yeah. the big one, and yeah. um, no surprise. Yeah. Again, and the the. And I, there was an interesting little comment. I'm not going to talk too much about Gloomhaven, but the in the the thread I often invoke here, somebody was talking about how uh, he, I I don't know whether it's ironic or what, but he was talking about how he's disappointed with founders of Gloomhaven just being a, a good Euro, and um, I, I think the implication was that it was a sequel to Gloomhaven. And this is something that Isaac has stressed uh, several times that no, 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 no. This is not a sequel. This is a a game that I want to design that is in the Gloomhaven universe, whether because I I am just, I really enjoy this world I've created or a combination of that and probably marketing too. But I think the the bottom line is that I think there are going to be a lot of Mm, maybe some confused, unhappy people who have picked up something called Gloomhaven and didn't yeah, look at it close enough. Gloomhaven in the title, or maybe it's like, oh, I finally got Gloomhaven. Wait a minute. Well, and it's because <laughs> you go from this uh, murder hobo dungeon SWAT adventure to... <laughs> dungeon SWAT, I like it. Uh, to something that could be described as a factory line experience via Euro, mm-hmm. where you have to have everything going properly and you're shifting resources and goods and you're building a town. 
I haven't played it yet. I'm just listening to the descriptions, and um, I'm looking forward to trying it. It's sitting right there, but again, time yeah. is not. Uh, and also, available. like, how do you, like, are they disappointed that he didn't come out with the next game of the year? I don't even know. I think that was the yeah. So you hit on it right there. They're saying, oh, Isaac isn't bulletproof, I guess, after all, Whoa. because it's just a good game. Hmm? Yeah. Gotcha. Give somebody else a chance, guys. <laughs> And I think there's already, is it a confirmed expansion or a confirmed second game for Azul? Because the whole stained glass yeah, thing, I'm not quite what sure that what is. it is. I mean, it's got a profile, but uh, beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep you in the loop when we hear anything more about uh, the Azul expansion yeah. sequel. Some other interesting news is uh, uh, our beloved Megasiv might be in some hot legal water. It's kind of ambiguous on their website, but it's saying something about them having to settle and things like this. Did the did the word settle? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so I wonder if that has to do with the Megasiv game or the entire Civ, like the the whole or the West version, or, or just the West version yeah. or something. Because I was telling Joel that I noticed because I was just um, on Board Game Geek randomly and I was looking up. Because friend of the show, uh, acquaintance of the show, Karen in London, po- sent me p- images of a store in London with the Gibson's edition of Civilization, the original, that they managed to reprint somehow. God God knows how. And um, I sent it to Joel, and then I was looking at, I was typing in, looking at, like, if people were saying t- if there was anything they changed or what they did. And I guess it, people were saying it looks uglier somehow than the original, which mm. is astounding to me. I don't know how you can take a game from, like, 1980s and make it look uglier. They found it cheaper. Oh, uglier than advanced Civ. Oh, oh, yeah. Huh. So I guess because the colors aren't as, right. um, which sounds crazy, the aren't colors as bold. The colors are the worst. It's, it's, it's weird to me. <laughs> I didn't think it looked... Be, you want to be orange or very light brown or oh. very uh, oh. tinted red? <laughs> it looks exactly like you, you would think a game from that era would look. And you can just imagine sitting in some wood-paneled basement with not much light, or maybe just like the the fluorescent lights that uh, you'd see in the office. Like, and you can if you if you <laughs> don't speak for a second, you're like, yeah. they've so, got a Coke like out in front of them, but it's one of those classic oh, yeah, 1980s yeah, yeah, yeah. Cokes. Is it? Is it? <laughs> just uh, anyway, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. We'll so we we might uh, we might not be seeing something from them for a little bit. It sounds like they're in some legal trouble. And if it is a smaller version of the same game, there's no reason. Yeah, I'm there. not really. I, I don't care. But the it is the 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 original Civ is available. Uh, the reprint from Gibson's you can get it on Amazon.ca. I don't think anyone else has it yet that I'm aware of. At least in North America, unless I'm some of the big U.S. guys might have beep, it. Beep beep beep! Breaking news. On Android's Dungeon, we've got an update on the Pandemic Survival National Final. Did everyone die? A reminder from Cynthia Lanthier. You ready? Hit me. Hello, Canadian Survival winners. This is a reminder for your National Final this Saturday. Saturday, July 21st, 2018 at Randolph. Have you been there yet? Pop Randolph. <laughs> I haven't been to Montreal since I was in grade eight. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's the definitive game cafe. Oh, in Montreal. is it? It's the Snakes and Lattes. Oh, Montreal, okay, basically, cool. and it's got two levels, and they sell magic potions for drinks, which are these cool cocktails uh, put in beakers. Yeah, it's that's Very cute. Neat. You've got your health potion, your mana potion, and your, I don't know, the green one. If they, they should do a NetHack style where it's all random until you either identify it or you just guzzle it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, or it was poison. Roll, roll a d20 and get whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I've been to Randolph. It's awesome. It was one of the first game cafes I ever went to. So it's going to be great to come back. They're providing lunch at noon. 
Uh, tournament starts at 2, and here's something else exciting. Um, well, aside from it being free and you get gifts for showing up, there's only 12 teams. So, hold on. You say it's free. You mean free to spectate, right? So like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody can come or come along. <clears throat> Obviously, it's free for us. Well, we seems we sounds qualified. Like a lot. Yeah, I was just I wasn't sure whether <laughs> there was some sort of like, yeah, you qualified, but here's a bunch of schlubs who came in off the street. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's 12 teams, um, terrible names except for ours. What's we, yours? We are the Good Doctors. Oh, that's a good one. What are yeah. the, Give me a taste of the other names. Uh, the WHO. Okay, that's not bad. Danger Durability Duo. Ugh, Anxiety bad. Monsters. Bad. Sad, ca- sad Candles. Bad. Ap- Apopoi. Bad. Sherby Love. Bad. Jinteki and Morgana. Ugh. Which I guess is maybe their names or their pseudonyms. Bad, bad, bad. The first two also. And TBD. Which I don't know. Maybe they just didn't give a name, or it's one of those like fake outs. <laughs> we're TVD. We'll let you know in Italy when we're in the world. That'd be fun. So just an update for anybody who's interested. Uh, if we do win this, uh, which we will, when um, uh, Kyle has anticipated this and he's moving to England next week, uh, middle of the week. So really, this is the last you're ever gonna hear of him or see of him. If he does come on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's gone. And he said he's moving to England because that's a little bit closer to Italy. So he won't <laughs> have to go as far when we win. <laughs> I so like he's it. he's very confident. I like it. We're driving down Friday. We're going to stay at my aunt's. We're going to... We're going to... You're going to make a weekend of it. You're going to have a great time. Yeah, we're going to make a weekend of it. It's going to be fun. I wonder if it's going to be as rainy in Montreal as it's supposed to be here. Yeah. And if you want, if you're around on uh, on Saturday, we'll call in from the event. I... Yeah. I'm not going to be around, Unlikely. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to... Pandemic Legacy, or Pandemic Finals, Montreal. Joel's going to be there. He's going to win. He's going to go to uh, Italy, and he's going to teach those Italians a thing or two about uh, disaster relief. Yeah, and I'm ex- I'm just excited to see a national board game tournament exist in the world. You know, Forget about the fact that it's pandemic survival and whatever we think about that. Um, Pandemic is fine as a game. It's not. Uh, it's not the heaviest game. It's not the most respected competitively, but it is a game and it's a decent game. And we're talking about uh, national finals uh, with the worlds too. I don't know. I don't know where. You know, there's probably a bunch of Americans gonna go. I don't know how many people in Europe are playing Pandemic. It's the format of it. I think is more fascinating than anything. That the fact that you're going there is pretty cool. But, yeah. So that's obviously the best. But the outside of the meta of it, <laughs> I think the the way it's set up is really interesting to me. And I, I don't know if it's easy to design it or or what. But the the fact that somebody sat down. And I don't know if they're the folks at Z-Man or they're contacting Matt Leacock and he's kind of dipping mm-hmm. his toes. I would not be surprised if he did something for at this, some point. This looks like it was built definitely by Z-Man. Yeah, so the fact that somebody sat there and organized the deck in such a way so that these things are going to come up. And I wonder what knife's edge they've got you at. They're one mistake and you're done. So yeah. is there is there an optimal path? Obviously, but is it like the only thing, or else you lose? That's what you I'm know curious about. What we should about. do is bring our little pandemic notepads that we won from the last event. Oh and yeah, we'll write down all our moves, and then we'll go over it and try Look, to figure it, out recreate it. Where see if there's something went better. wrong. 
<laughs> you mean where they went so right that yeah, you ended yeah. up going to Italy for everybody else? I mean, oh, that's how you, you found see. a way to kill all the rest of the team. Wouldn't that be crazy if they introduced a new element where all of a sudden it's like you sneak a poison into the? <laughs> <laughs> Which team would you like to turn it into some sort of deception down? era? Uh, yeah. Pop a tire, knife in a tire. That sounds really mean. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of mean, we don't have much time left, but uh, Joel, you started a game of diplomacy at your uh, place of business. Why don't you give us, a, in the dying moments of the show, um, a, a rundown quick of what's report. been happening, a quick report. Sure. So The diplomacy so report. There's been a great Western empire running across the running across the map from the West, and there was a sort of an axis formed between Italy, uh, Austria, and Russia, at the beginning of the game, but they've since collapsed as Italy invaded Austria. Tends to stop a, an alliance when one of your allies invades you. Yeah, exactly. Although Austria is behaving strangely, and it looks like behaving they strangely. might be back into the fold. Uh, we had a moment where the Western Empire almost fell apart. England had a panic moment <laughs> and almost a sent attack. a bunch of ships back to their homeland in a quote-unquote defensive move. Uh, which pointed all of its ships and armies towards its allies. <laughs> Just defending myself. They've Just since defend. come around, and it looks like, it looks like, although Russia is doing quite well, that Italy and Russia are about to collapse. Now, when you say collapse, do you mean that they're just the invasions are going to start happening and they just can't come back from this, or do you think their alliance is collapsing? I don't. What do you mean? It's never a good sign when you see a foreign army on home soil. No. Right. So that's kind of the sign of the beginning of the end, usually, is when you have one of your supply centers capped and controlled by an enemy force, and they're cashing in on it. So so, so how much of the people's failures in this game do you think stem from bad social skills versus bad technical or bad strategy? Yeah, I think uh, I think most of the failures have come down to bad strategy because it's a lot of people's first game yeah a lot of the successes come down to the social skills because if it wasn't for the alliances england and russia who are both brand new would have a no idea what they're doing and b would not be as big as they are fair enough well with that brings us to the end of another exciting episode of android thanks for listening check us out on twitter to search AD Radio CFRU, I think. Check us on Instagram, Androids Dungeon, or AD Radio again. Join our Facebook group. It's not our group. It's Guelph Board Gaming Group, but uh, there's another one on the way. And uh, check us out on the podcast and Anchor. Just check search anything in podcasts and you'll find Androids us. Dungeon. Don't be fooled by those imposters, though. They look, they look ugly. Not like us. We're handsome. They're not as fun. Have a great day. <laughs>